you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the LakersNation.com podcast. It's draft night, long night, but we need to break some stuff down about the Los Angeles Lakers, what they did during the draft, what they did after the draft, and some comments that Rob Palika made about Russell Westbrook. Joining me is Sean Davis from LakersNation.com. Sean, how are you holding up? Uh, uh, just pure adrenaline, Trevor, <laughs> from the Max Christie pick. I'm still riding the wave of that pick for right now, I guess. <laughs> hey. That was your pick. You called it. You said, this is the guy the Lakers need to get. Lo and behold, they went and and got him. So why don't we start there? I know we are going, we did a three hour show already for the NBA front office show live. We've done a number of different videos too, uh, breaking down the, the Lakers picks and all that. But for the podcast here, what, what do the Lakers get in Max Christie, who they, they made a trade in order to get, got the 35th pick from the Orlando Magic, used it on Christie. What do they get in him? Well, they're getting a future, potentially elite 3 and D wing. Um, you're talking about a guy that is his shot is incredible. Now, he didn't shoot that well technically on paper. At, look at the counting stats. He shot 32% from three last year at Michigan State. But uh, I'm going to keep saying this because I think it's important to, to bring this up. You can't just look at the three-point percentage when you're evaluating how good of a shooter a player is coming from college to the NBA. It's more about their mechanics, how their form looks, and stuff like that. Also, in the first 19 or 20 games of the season, he shot 30, almost 37% from three, I believe. So, And he just went on a cold stretch to end the season at Michigan State. So I, I think he's more closer at 36 37% at the bare minimum range. And then you're going to get a really good or at least a good defensive player with a lot of potential on that end of the floor as well. Uh, he does a great job of really of guarding ball screens and being skinny, getting up, fighting over top. I'll have a breakdown on what Max Christie will provide, but uh, he's definitely going to be a positive defender, a uh, positive asset on the defensive end of the floor for the Lakers. And he also uh, he also has some offensive upside. Um, it's not nearly as high as his defensive upside, though. Um, he, he does have some, he does have a solid first step, but I think a large part of that's due to his length and his size, not that much of an athlete, but he can, he can really hit some tough shots and just his shooting ability as well. So if you're looking at a prototypical three and D wing and at 35 and the upside that's there defensively, Trevor, and this might be bold, but I think the upside defensively 
is way bigger than what we might get offensively from Max Christie. So I'm excited and I can't wait to show you guys the breakdown. Well, that, that's certainly exciting because just looking at a shot, you I mean, it, it, it pops off the screen. You just go, oh my gosh, that's one of the smoothest shots I've seen. He's got a little bit of an extra dip before he brings the ball. And that could be a strength thing. Uh, he dips the ball down a little bit lower than you would want before he brings it back up for a shot. But his shot is so smooth. If you correct that, it's going to be tough to, to defend. I mean, he's got a very high release. And then I think he's got the ability, because of his balance, he can shoot off the move, which mm -hmm. is great to see as well. I mean, you could run him off of screens, off of curls. He can be that 3 and D guy, but maybe a little bit more than just the standstill, spot up in the corner, three-point yeah. guy. You can do some other stuff with him in terms of running him off of curls, kind of like what the Lakers used to do with Contavious Caldwell-Pope. That's the way I see him uh, in terms of how you can use him on the offensive end of the floor. Defensively, he just he really needs to get stronger, but he's only 19. He's I think only 19. He's, he's not even fully into his body yet. Like, just give him some time, Lakers Nation. If he doesn't play like a rookie of the year next year, don't be ready to trade him. Yeah. Just give him some time, man. I mean, honestly, I think he could help next year with the Lakers, but if he went G League for a year, played for South Bay Lakers, I wouldn't hate that, but I do think he could help. But he's 19. You got to give him some time to – fully develop and, you know, add some muscle. I think muscle is the key thing. The, the actual pound he's at right now isn't terrible, but it's just more about adding more muscle mass to his body. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm excited. I think he'll guard more one through three. Not yeah. sure about fours and fives. He's also just smaller, too. He is 6'6", six, six, although he does have a 6'9 wingspan. So, But I think he could shut down or do be a really good defender, especially guarding one through three. I know I just said KCP, but just that's in terms of his offensive production, what you could essentially do with them. But really, when I think about what he could be, I think of Danny Green. I was just thinking Danny Green in my head, too. Yeah. And like that prime would be Danny Green. Prime be, Danny Green. If you got that at 35, oh, you are you. That's a home run. If you can yeah. find that kind of production at 35 in terms of a three and D style player that can do those kinds of things. Now, again, long way to go. Don't assume that he's going to do that right out of the gates. Probably going to take a little while, but could be a really nice pick for the Lakers down the road here. Um, before we get into the undrafted free agents, though, before we get into uh, Cole Switter and, of course, Sharif O'Neal and Scottie Pippen Jr., before we get into these guys, let's talk about Rob Palenka because after the draft, he addressed the media. And he had a comment about Russell Westbrook that really stood out. Uh, here's what he said. This is from Kyle Goon of the OC Register. Said that Russell Westbrook has indicated to Darvin Ham that he's ready to embrace a defense-first philosophy. Says Russ hasn't told the Lakers definitively what he's doing with his $47.1 million player option. But if he comes back, he will be embraced here with open arms. So... Russ is saying he's well, he's ready to take on a defense first role. So let's start there before we get even get into the option. It sounds almost like the Lakers are looking for guard Draymond, like a guard version of Draymond Green is what they're asking Russell Westbrook to be. I mean, we've heard about Darvin Ham talking about him being a, a slasher, playing off ball, playing in the dunker spot, getting used to playing without the ball in his hands, and then focusing his energy and being a defense first type of player. What are your thoughts on what the Lakers are essentially asking Russell Westbrook to do? And do you think he's going to be willing to do those things, even though he is saying, yes, I'll do that stuff right now? Uh, Darvin Ham has the same facts over feelings. Um, I'll just say uh, I'll see it. I believe it when I see it. 
I do not trust a single word. Uh, not just because it's Ross, but like any player that is not a defensive first player. Um, no, like I'll see it. Sure, it sounds good. But we are in the honeymoon phase still. Training camp hasn't even started. We are in June still. Um, and I mean, of course the Lakers are going to say this. They're trying to make sure everything is like as smooth as possible. Trying to make sure everybody's loving each other. Heck, I guarantee you tomorrow, or if Russell Westbrook picks up when he picks up his player options, I do think it happens. I guarantee you, uh, we're going to see Darvin Ham and Russell Westbrook. They're going to post a picture of them hugging together on Instagram, Trevor, just to help build up the camaraderie and, and um, tag twenty nine <laughs> NBA teams in it. Right? There we go. <laughs> see how much we love each other. Um, no, I mean it sounds good, it sounds great, but Darvin, um, he's not Drew Holiday. Um, I know you're used to that, and I trust me, I would love Drew Holiday, but that's not who Russell Westbrook is. And until we see it on the court, I don't buy it personally. Now, Jovan Buov, the Athletic, also got that Rob said that he had, you know, they've been very honest with Russell Westbrook about what they expect his role to be next season. When you use the word honest, that sounds like you had to share some some harsh truths. Like you said, facts over feelings with Russell Westbrook. And that's essentially that, you know what? We're better when the ball's not necessarily in your hands all the time. You'll have some moments to do. And this is my speculation here. You'll have some moments to do that kind of stuff. But what we need from you, if you're going to be on this team, is X, Y, and Z. We need defense. We need off-ball cutting. We need all this kind of stuff. You're going to have to play in a style that you haven't played before, mm-hmm. or at least haven't in a long, long time. Do you think there's any part of Russ that would actually consider declining that player option? I mean, Rob mentioned that he hasn't picked it up. It's 47 the million. If the if threw me off a little bit, like I if mean, he picks it up, I just can't see any way that he doesn't. But especially with them saying that Russ is buying into this, so clearly he's not telling them, "No, I don't want to do this stuff. I'm not going to do this stuff." If that was the case, then maybe it'd be a different conversation. But do you think this is stuff that Russ actually wants to do? I'm not suggesting that he's going to fork over 47 million or forego 47 million just because he doesn't want to be a defense first player. <laughs> but I, it, as much as they're saying Russ is on board with this, it's like asking him to be the almost the exact opposite of what he has been for almost his entire career. I can't imagine that that's something that's easily accepted if you're Russell Westbrook. What's more likely, you think, that Russ uh, Russ opts out of $47 million or Kyrie Irving comes to the Lakers for the mid-level exception? What's more likely? Yeah. Kyrie mid-level exception. Because <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie might be crazy enough to do it. I don't think Russ is actually going to turn down $47 million. Um, like, I know last year was bad, but Russ, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean... I think I think if you want any optimism that Russ might be serious and that these these uh, reports are true about Russ is that they're getting they're telling him what his role they are being clear with him reportedly right. what his role is now they're not changing it seventy four different times in the season now granted in Frank Vogel's defense a lot of different moving pieces um, AD LeBron out of the lineup or whatever but the expect even honestly. I'm not – there's times even when they were all healthy, we are not sure if, like, there was a clear role set for Russ 
when everybody was healthy. Not so, and then you add in all the other factors. So I think the fact that they that Russ is going in the training camp with a role kind of established, like Russ, we need this, and now Russ can be like, okay, cool. I know what my team needs from me. If he really wants to win, he'll do it. Um, so there's a little bit of optimism, but again, uh, I, I'm still in a believe it when I see it type of phase, unfortunately. Now, Rob Polinka also said the Lakers will be targeting three-point shooting, defense, energy, and competitiveness with the rest of the roster and free agency. I mean, I like why did the duh, fact that he the but, fact that he has to throw in competitiveness to the list of players <laughs> shouldn't he? I mean, did you see competitiveness last season? No, that's my point. Like, yeah, right. I mean, the fact that that he yeah, you're right. The fact that he has to say that. But it, you didn't see that last season. So he has to say, we're looking for guys that are going to go out there and compete and they're going to play basketball at a requisite NBA level. They're going to care to that degree. And again, not to say everybody was lackadaisical on a night-to-night basis because they certainly weren't. We saw Austin Reeves flying all over the place. We saw a number of players doing that. Stanley Johnson, Wendy Gabriel, all those younger guys. But in general, this Lakers team last season lacked competitiveness, so that's competitive fire is something that you have to have on the team this next season. And again, all of this stuff is obvious, but still good to hear Polinka say, "Yeah, we're," you know, he didn't come out and say, "Oh, I'm looking for another ball handler." He didn't come out and say, "I'm Fair looking enough. for," you know, "I'm looking for scores." He said, three point shooting, defense, energy." I mean, those are check, check, check. I mean, those are all the things the Lakers need on their checklist in order to build a successful team alongside LeBron and Anthony Davis. So I think that's a, it's obvious, but also a little bit comforting that at least it's acknowledged by Rob Palenka that these are the things that the Lakers need. Really, really quickly. And again, I'm aware it's June 24th, but well, now it is after the draft um, that you said, Trevor, the Lakers would have to bat a thousand this off season. Mm-hmm. So far, again, don't know what free agency looks like yet. Got about a week away now. The Lakers have batted a thousand, in my opinion, with the coaching hire and what they've sure. done throughout the draft. The coaching staff, Darvin's put together, they've batted a thousand so far. Um, and and yeah, some of the things they said about Max Christie, I thought was really interesting as well. Um, so yeah, and and that's why I know a lot, a lot of Lakers fans really wanted or were interested in Jaden Hardy. That would have the exact opposite. I'm glad the thought process here is consistent because we went Jaden Hardy. You're going the exact opposite of what uh, Rob Palenka said in that quote that you brought up three point shooting, defense, compet- uh, competitiveness, and I forget the other thing, honestly. Um, energy. 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 I, it's, it's understandable. It's very late right now. We yeah. spent all night covering the draft. So the one thing ener- we don't have. It's the thing we need too right now. <laughs> yeah. But like the defense is what Jaden Hardy absolutely does not have. So I'm glad they went with something that completes that pro- that thought process. And apparently the report is, or what Rob Palenka said anyways, that it was a consensus and they valued him as uh, a, a first round pick and they felt he would have went 15 to 20 in next year's draft if he had went back. So yeah, I'm excited. I think the thought process has been perfect so far. Even if some of these things don't pan out, it's the thought process going into these decisions that is what's really uh, showing here. And here's the here's the thing, right? We we look at this. You say we're they're batting a thousand. Yes. Before history is written, Bobby Orr, behind the net, the and the it's played. Tinelli, 
Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. But so far, this has been the easy part. Yeah, not fair. not not that it is easy, but it's the it's easier than what's to come. The hard part is what's to come. That's nailing trades and free agency. Those two things. If are there Russell Westbrook trade opportunities? If there are, and you're going to go ahead with that, you've got to nail that free agency. Mm-hmm. Got to nail that, right? We can say right now they're batting a thousand. We don't. Max Christie, maybe he doesn't pan out. Sometimes that happens with young players, but based on what we know right now, it seems like the guys they added pretty solid, and Max Christie, pretty good pick. Okay, batting a thousand there. Darvin Ham, that's the coach we all agreed. That would probably be the best fit. They got him. Great. So far, so good. Now the real test, though, for the front office. Who can you get in free agency, given that you have just the taxpayer mid-level exception, $6 million and veteran minimums? How are you going to find three-point shooting and defense when every team in the NBA is looking for those two things, particularly at the wing position, and veteran minimums? How are you going to get that done with what you've got at your disposal? This is going to be the real test for this front office. And if they're going to bat a thousand, they're going to have to get creative and figure out a way to make things happen over the next couple of weeks. This is screaming Russell Westbrook trade. This is, is, this is screaming Russell Westbrook trade because again, and and I only thought about this because he brought up like, yeah, how are you going to get enough of guys that can play, that can shoot the three and play defense with the roster currently constructed, only being able to use for taxpayer and not trading Russ are not potentially trading THT in another package. Who knows? So, um, yeah. And obviously when they say screen, this is screaming a rush trade, I'm talking about Charlotte potentially with Gordon Hayward and Kelly Oubre potentially. Um, so yeah, man, the draft was a lot of fun, but it's time to get into some of these Laker trades, poten- uh, potential trades and what they do in the off season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially Charlotte. I wonder if they're extra concerned now because Detroit, you know, they picked up a big in the draft. And that's got some people wondering, like, are they still going to target Aiton or are they going to focus more on Miles Bridges with all their cap space? And if that's the case, Charlotte's, they've got to be prepared to pay Miles Bridges in order to keep him. And that might require them to move off some salary in order to do that. So we'll see what ultimately happens there. Um, Let's wrap things up, though, with the three guys so far as of this recording that they have have picked up as undrafted free agents. Uh, let's start, let's start with Cole Switter. What, what are your thoughts on, on bringing him in? We said the Lakers were going to be a prime landing spot for undrafted guys. They had to give him a two-way contract. Do you like the, the fit there for the Lakers? Yeah, I love the fit for the Lakers. I mean, you're talking about a six, nine dude that could just shoot the lights out of the gym. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm really intrigued by him. One of the best catch and shoot shooters in the, in the draft this season. Well, this draft. Um, and also a guy that's not a bad defender. I think part of the problem was the fact that over at Syracuse, they were running a lot of matchup zone and some really wonky stuff that really mm-hmm. doesn't bode well for him. But I, I think he has the size and the versatility to help and contribute defensively. Um, and then obviously, again, the elite three-point shooting, which is obviously what a lot of Lakers fans are intrigued about. Uh, Scotty Pippen Jr., Oh, I'm just Twitter is reminding me is a clutch sports client because clutch sports is tweeting out. Congratulations to him. 
Uh, Scotty Pippen, by the way, Scotty is S-C-O-T-T-Y, despite his dad being an I-E, Scotty. Yeah, just interesting. And the fact you, that he's would, still a junior, too. Yeah, he's still, well, apparently, and I somebody mentioned this on Twitter, that apparently Scotty Pippen Sr., the legal spelling of his name is with a Y. And everybody oh. just spelled it IE for some reason. That that was the ex- that was the Twitter expectation. Don't uh, don't take my word for it. But that was the, tw- the Twitter explanation for why senior is an IE and and junior is a Y. But in any event, let's talk about him as a basketball player <laughs> rather yeah. than letters in his name. What are the Lakers getting here? I, not the same player as his dad, obviously. Much smaller, six one. Yeah. He's a guard. What do you get in in Scottie Pippen Jr.? Well, with Scottie Pippen Jr., you're getting a guy that can just score the basketball. Um, like a guy that averaged 20 points per game on a Vanderbilt team that really needed him to win per 40 minutes. You're looking at close to 25 points per game. Has some defensive instinct as well. Uh, obviously, his dad being Scottie Pippen, uh, the legend that he is. Um, he, he just has some great instincts on that on the floor. But some of the problems with Scottie Pippen is some of the shooting inconsistencies he really struggles coming off of pick and rolls to shooting jumpers off of it. Uh, he shot 34% from three in his career, so he's a solid one, but he's not consistent enough with it. And just some of his shooting mechanics have to be better, especially coming off screens. Um, but I think Scottie Pippen Jr. Uh, is really going to be a nice prospect for the Lakers, and at least in the G League. I don't think he'll play this year. I think Cole Switter has a shot to. Uh, I don't think Sky Pippen Jr. plays. I think that's best for his development so you don't screw anything up. So it's going to be interesting to see him. I, I can't wait to see him in Summer League. That style of player wait. tends yep. to thrive there in the the kind of the chaos that is NBA Summer League. So I'm really excited. I'm Each day I'm getting more and more excited for a trip out there for Summer League. Uh, but let's wrap things up with another former star player's son, Sharif O'Neal. Shaq's son, who revealed the other day that his dad didn't want him to do this, didn't want him in the draft this year. Um, should he have not? Been, I mean, went undrafted. Lakers giving him a chance here, and but Scottie Pippen Jr. got a two-way contract, right? Cole Switter got a two-way contract. That, there's there's some you can pop players in and out of those contracts, but still, there's a little bit of commitment there. Sharif O'Neal got a summer league contract. There's no commitment there behind beyond just you're going to play in Vegas and we'll see how you do. What are your thoughts on him? Um, I really think, well, first off, about your point about Shaq, I really do think he should have stayed another year. Um, but, you know, you know, sometimes you just have to go with your gun and you just roll with these things. Um, I think I talked about this in a previous video with you, Trevor, that Sharif O'Neal just needs to go into Vegas and just prove that he could do the little things. I think that's a good start for his NBA career. Be a hustle dude, show great energy, be athletic. Um, he still is a tall guy. Um, so just be athletic and just make impactful plays defensively or offensively as well. Sending great screens. Coaches and scouts, they really love a guy that can say hard physical screens. Do the little things like that. And I think he could potentially find a place on the Lakers G League team and then uh, I think we will see. This is why, like, if Scottie Pippen win G League or Cole Switter win G League, heck, Mac, Max Christie win G League, I think the Lakers with Darvin Hammer are going to prioritize using that a little bit more as a as a legit developmental piece um, as opposed to just sitting them there and not really using them like we saw sometimes with Frank Vogel in the past. So I think Sharif, he really needs to just focus on being a little, doing the dirty work, 
in Vegas, not trying to score 35 points because um, that's not going to go well. He just looked he looked out of place sometimes when he played at LSU. It was really, really weird. But, I mean, glad that he was able to get an opportunity and uh, hopefully makes the most of it in Summer League. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see what he does out there. Again, I am feverishly re- refreshing Twitter just to see if anything else happened, if any other players signed. Do it there now. Are- there are more coming. There are more Get coming. Get out of the way. Because <laughs> when we go to sleep, we're asleep. <laughs> we'll get to them tomorrow if uh, if need be. But looks like that is it for the time being. Again, there will be some more coming. We just don't know who just yet. Uh, Sean, your first your first NBA draft with, with Lakers Nation. Happy to, to get that one under your belt? Oh, absolutely. Especially, uh, I'm a wizard now, apparently, for calling Max Christie as well. So... Uh, on the heels of calling Darvin Ham. Darvin Ham. So thanks guys for giving me the the nickname of being a wizard now. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got to chat it up with you and Keith Smith over on the front office show, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Three hours. It didn't feel like three hours because it was just a bunch of fun talking hoops with you guys. So go check that out if you haven't already. That's right. That's over on the NBA front office show. All right, everybody, make sure you do subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. And don't forget to go follow us over on Apple Podcasts as well. Give us that five-star rating and review. We certainly do appreciate it. Till next time, everybody. See ya and stay safe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.